Is that a car seat? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is More a real shed. And it will Yeah. Now I'm just turning off my phone on the off chance. Oh yeah. Well, just the dinger. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Oh, yeah, you could yes. turn that side thing yes. off, Moira, well, that I showed yeah. you this morning. Yeah, if only all of us did that. <laughs> You're supposed to. I didn't think you looked very grateful about that at all. <laughs> no, no, this is the stupidest thing ever. That's really far from grateful, in fact. <laughs> I just got a new phone, and, you know, so I've been playing around with stuff, and uh, I really, I had never heard a text, and so... Oh. I, I was saying to Lee, can you text me? Because I'm sure I'm not getting any, you know, oh. any any notification. And I'm standing right in the room. Yeah. So we're just, I'm texting, yeah, yeah. And, you know. texting and I'm not hearing anything. She's hearing things. But, um, and we go into the settings. Look, at it's all set up perfectly. I know exactly what it should be. And then she realized that the, the I reached over and went, click turned on. <laughs> And I only knew that, I said, because when I was at CVRD and I was, believe it or not, in charge of IT, among other things. Oh, yeah. And I did the same thing, stood around with my new phone going, look, look, it's not doing anything. And my IT manager walked over and went. Well, I normally get those kind of embarrassing revelations from him in the privacy, which is one of the reasons I have to struggle so hard with self-esteem with him because he's seen all my (laughs) most fatal ignorance right up close. So who do we have here, PJ? Here we are, back in the shed. Welcome, everyone. And again, again this episode, we have very special guests in here, RJ. Uh, No KJ again, sadly. He's missing all of this excitement. He's out at the lake. Yeah, he's out at the lake. We we heard from him last episode, and I felt that he probably didn't want to be disturbed for this one. He's enjoying his life. But in episode 64, we have Lee from Courtney, long-time listener, frequent contributor. <laughs> and we have Moira from... Steveston. Steveston, also long-time listener, as I understand it. I believe you guys collaborate on a couple of those responses. <laughs> uh, really nice to have you in the shed. Very, very fun. Were you guys both in communications? Yeah. Yes. And so you're both like, you can see the amateurishness of yeah. this whole production as compared yeah, to your... it's exposed for the world in here. <laughs> yeah, because... We, um, we paid people to do production for us, for God's sake. And, <laughs> and when I was in communications, podcasts weren't invented. Yeah. So, oh, right. You know. That makes it even more important, though. Cause but you're right. We paid. I oh, mean, sure. we paid tons of money yeah. for people to do... Like, like when we did TV commercials, when yes. we did the yeah. radio show, we did everything. We, we just bought it. You know, yeah. we bought expertise. When I was at uh, the old Crown, there Jim Brown did it all. Oh yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Shout out to Jim Brown. God rest him. I like yeah. that yes, guy indeed. a lot. Yeah. Liked yeah. him a lot. He yeah. he was the guy. He did everything. Yes, he did. And if you were he, using inside stuff, yeah. Well, he did. He did some video stuff too, yep. where where mm-hmm. he had he could put us behind a fake desk and stuff like that, oh, like yeah. a virtual desk. He did all that kind of stuff too. It was cool. Pretty fun. pretty fun. Yeah, he did do videos. We also. Hired a lot of video production, too. I remember doing a whole bunch of corporate videos, like walking around out in the, you know, where all the cars are, like the write-offs, like out in New right, Westminster. Yes. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Queens, Queensboro Salvage. Yeah, the Queensboro Salvage. And we had a crane shot. Wow. Like, we got our wow, crane shot. Wow, we worship you, old crane. As I was walking and talking, they pulled back and pulled back and pulled oh, back. Oh, nice. And we got a Crane shot. Yeah. And all I could think about is on SCTV, Johnny LaRue yeah. lived his whole life waiting <laughs> yeah. for a crane That's shot. That's what that quote was. We worship you, O'Crane. 
That's pretty And fun. he never got one. And uh, we were just talking about the old days at ICBC there, right? And stuff we were involved with. These two, our two guests here, way more experienced than we've got here in the shed with all of this media business. Like we wear our hats because it puts us into media land, these <laughs> flat brim snapbacks, but that's about as far as we get. And one look around in this space, got to inform you that we're kind of not really on the cutting edge of studio sophistication by any stretch. But So thanks for coming, you guys. Really glad you were able to make it. Honored. <laughs> oh, honored, yeah. Yeah. What I was thinking of at ICBC was that we talked about the BC Rail Building long after it wasn't the BC <laughs> yes, Rail Building. Absolutely. And the same with the Cake oh, Building. Yeah, we talked about say. the Cake Building all the time. And all these poor people who came to work and, you know, were told, oh, yeah, well, there's a meeting in the Cake Building. Well, who knows what the Cake Building is unless you were in North Van 20 years ago. But in fairness to, well, to me, as one of the people who always called it the Cake, it's not going to help much to say, Oh, there's a meeting at 132 West Esplanade. Like, what are you going to Google map at it? Like, there was a no win. I don't know what that building's even called today. Yeah. 132 West Esplanade. Is that it? Like, doesn't it have a name? You know, the Kegel building or something? No, no. And it's nice. And it it shows up in the meeting booking, so everyone gets it. With a name? Yeah. No, with the address. Oh. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean... I'm I'm very happy to not have to know stuff yes, like yes, that. Also. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I think it's a pretty hard place to work these days. Well, you know, uh, like when the first round of layoffs happened, what, in about 2001 or something, and we did like the big, all I did was walk around and, and people cringed because it was oh. like, firing. I fired a lot of people. Oh, you were that person. I was one of those people. I, was I one wish of we'd have known that before we invited you in here. I well, mean, I only fired communications people. Um <laughs> And a lot of it was just based on seniority. You know, yeah. you had one minute more than the other person yeah. you had to go. But there were other people that that weren't, you know, they just they had just been determined that uh, you got your, you, they opted to take the severance and off they went. And even then there were people who stayed. And I remember one of the people referring to it as, one of the people who stayed referring to it as survivor envy. Mm-hmm. They, they stayed, yep. but they watched the people go and be happy and mm-hmm. have other lives yeah. and... And at first, everybody was, oh, my God, it's so sad that these people have been... There was a lot of crying, you know. There was a lot of exit interview counselors sitting right outside the rooms and stuff like that. But the survivor envy, because all those people did get up and go away, and then everybody else got to stay. Yeah, I remember they called it the voluntary severance severance package back then. Went away and did other work, and then he's working there still. Like so many people. Yeah. And uh, there I sat, not having been made eligible for the VSP, feeling initially lucky and then thinking, well, what a a thing. I could have banked some money. Yeah, I would have had to find another job. That would have been an issue. But... Well, eventually you would have had, you know, a great number of months that uh, you would have looked for another job and not been part of the... Which I no doubt would have assiduously done because that's my nature, <laughs> not even slightly. But it was a really good deal for the people who took it. Three yeah, weeks it a year. Three yeah. weeks a year. Yeah, yeah. it was. And uh, <clears throat> Michael of Coquitlam, you should just know that I certainly respected his, because he did. He thought it through. That guy is a real grown-up. He thought it all through. He made a very rational decision, and he made the whole thing work really well for him, too. So I... I got a lot of respect for that. I, I'm glad I didn't have to make that choice, honestly, because yeah. I don't know how I would have handled it. 
you respect the grownups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> grownups generally get my attention because I've never really <laughs> sorted that out, you know, <laughs> old grown up, different things, mm. different, totally different things. Now there was another thing that's come up, come up in here a couple of times. RJ and I actually saw a court in Carson City, Nevada, and my friends Reiner and Sharon, frequent listeners from the North Shore hiking guys, they played their first pickleball game the other day ah, and pickleball. really enjoyed it. And you are the first person I ever heard of pickleball from. Really? Yeah. And so, well, you provided a picture of Brian of Courtney. Yeah. Every muscle in both his legs just standing out playing some low shot. Uh, what is the deal with pickleball? Is it intended for, like, that picture you sent of Brian doesn't look like it's intended for people with limited mobility. No. Good and, God. I mean, no, I mean, and, and he's an intense player and, and he's in really good shape. And so the thing with pickleball is, and I'd heard of it because a lot of seniors who went south, people went to Arizona oh, and they'd literally. be down there all winter. <laughs> yeah, literally went south. They're still alive. Um, and they'd go to these, you know, park model resorts and stuff. And all winter long, all these people from BC would go and play pickleball all winter. And then they would they started bringing it back to BC because they'd come home in the spring. And before you knew it, old Jed's a millionaire and there are <laughs> tons of pickleball players, especially in BC. But most of them were say 55 and up because they were the snowbirds. So it got really associated with an old person's yeah. game. If you were to go on YouTube and look at, and I'm not making this up, the U.S. national finals in pickleball, you know, you're looking at 22-year-old guys in there. And depends where you live, like in Comox and Courtney, where I am. I mean, there's a high demographic of retired people anyway. So, but there's lots of really, really, really athletic people. We've got a national badminton uh, champ that plays pickleball now. And just has whip-like hands for that. Yeah. Right to the person who is 91 years old and has really limited mobility, but they can still do the eye hand and stuff. So what do you have? You have levels. You have novice, intermediate. You have high intermediate. You have advanced. We've now got uh, sort of extreme advanced and then you have the tournament players who are just up there and <laughs> do nothing advanced. it's true that's that plus 90 or do you mean extreme advanced talent talent <laughs> talent yes talent so it has but yeah you should go on youtube and look because for people that think oh yeah you're just doddering around out there for a hit and a giggle like you'd well, and that's the thing that's kind of what i was thinking until i saw that picture it's really clear in that picture no, you're not just fooling around. And then, so then I talked to my friends who played their first game, two different kinds of ball, depending on whether it's, I think, indoor or outdoor, yep. something like yep. that, yep. and different characteristics in terms of how much or if they bounce at all. So what's the ball like? It's like, it's hard plastic, and it has holes in it, like a wiffle ball oh. kind of thing. But it is, it's about the, about the size of a tennis ball, okay. and the paddle... And I always make mistakes and call it a racket as a former tennis player. But somebody explained to me, rackets have strings. Paddles oh, do not. Right, right. So it's like Ooh. a ping pong paddle, like that kind of st stuff. But they're made now of composite, you know. And they're hard surface, but they're composite, just like tennis rackets. You know, they've got fiberglass, graphite, oh, composite Oh, of course they stuff. do, yeah. The basic, basic kind that they started out with was just wood. 
just yeah. like old ping pong paddles yep. was just wood. And now they're all, you know, very high tech and fancy. So it's like a slightly larger ping pong paddle with a short handle, like a racquetball yeah. mm-hmm. ha- handle. Mm-hmm. And the court's, you know, smaller than a, than a tennis court. Um, but you have to, you run, like if yeah. you're good, you run around. And, but one of the things that it doesn't have going for it is it's such a stupid name. And there is paddle ball, like in Southern California, all along Venice Beach and everything, there's court after court after court, and they're playing paddle ball, which is kind of similar, but not exactly well, and similar. Well, that, that's only a marginal improvement anyway. So <laughs> it is. But, paddle ball sounds like you're going to spank somebody. <laughs> better than pickle. And I did. I thought yeah. pickleball was just this. And I avoided it even, even when I was quit playing tennis. I, I was just thought playing with a, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a court Outside. yesterday <laughs> never never what or you play pickleball because it has this connotation first of all stupid name second of all like really old people yeah oh yeah you know. definitely i didn't i had no idea can the ball bounce it does um not like a tennis ball though it doesn't you don't get the same loft is there a lot of rallying where the ball doesn't bounce at all um you are you yes you can it's called Dinking. <laughs> well, there's dink shot in yes. in tennis. The dink shot. Yeah, and in it's, it's rarely yeah. rarely mentioned about in tennis, but in foosball, which I play competitively, the oh. dink shot is a major shot. Hmm. And I, really? I don't know. I don't know if the concept's the same, but it's a soft shot. Yep. Yep. Yes, yeah. it is. You you know you serve from the back court like you do in tennis, and unlike tennis, there's a line. Well, like what would be the volley line in in a tennis court. In pickleball, it's called the kitchen yeah. line, and you can't <laughs> step, unlike tennis, too. like you can step right up to the net and smash the ball. In pickleball, you have to be behind the kitchen line or the volley line, there's right. no volley zone, yep. but two inches or an inch or half an inch behind that, yes, there's a lot of dinking goes on. Yep. And really, the really, really, really good players will say, that's where the game is. Get yourself to the net. Uh-huh. Ideally, all four of you are at the net, and you're fast, 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 yeah, fast, yeah, slow, yeah. slow, slow, and then wait for somebody to put it just a nano hair too high and kill them. And then slam it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and there's spiking. It, there's you know overhead smashes. There's right. all that kind of stuff. Like, and do, do people assume really ninja stances while they wait for the serve? Some. You know, like one hand up. There, there are some. Very aggressive players, which is why they have like extreme advanced because yeah. we want them to go over there. And there's there's snootery and snobbery and oh yeah yeah of sure course there with there levels is. And, and the whole equipment thing. The one thing about it is it's pretty inexpensive. Like you got to have good mm. shoes, or you should have you know decent shoes, decent court shoes, and the paddle, and and safety glasses probably. Well, maybe that's what I can do with my recently acquired shoes for badminton because i i tried playing badminton the other day for the first time really seriously ever you know the only badminton i ever played is in the backyard when you're little with the walmart set you just twink (laughs) twink it just goes way up in a big arc back and forth and i played in a in a court in richmond with angie and she's a real badminton player and it turns out well i don't know it's all relative relative to me she's awesome relative to anybody else i don't know no idea, but it's like I have a learning disability. So we started, <laughs> we started with this thing and I was having trouble hitting it on the forehand. I couldn't even, so she said, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom, which is code for, <laughs> I can't hack any more of this. I'm gone. <laughs> so I stood out there and did the tennis exercise where you hold the racket extended in your hand and 
bounce it on the backhand a bunch of times and bounce it on the forehand. So that yeah. got the forehand working. But honestly, we were there for probably 45 minutes. And I don't think I hit a single backhand where my arm was extended. If the thing was shot right at my body, I could hit it on the backhand sort of self-defense. But if it was shot where it was actually to my left, I'd get all lined up and I'd watch it coming. And I take my swing and it just miss completely. It's just on the ground. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because you didn't watch it right to the paddle. To I the guess. Racket. And I just have no idea where the head of that racket is, apparently. <laughs> yes. Just, yeah. You know, I, 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 I just I couldn't believe it. I have terrible hand-eye coordination nutty. myself. Yeah. My but hand you should because you play hockey. Yeah, my hand-eye yeah. isn't bad, but oh, okay. I, honestly, yeah. I just, it was yeah. the craziest thing. I just know when I played a good player... They stood in the middle of the court the whole time. Oh. Yeah. And I ran to all four corners <laughs> yeah. frantically. And then 10 minutes later, I had no energy left. Yeah. Oh, and that's what you did to me in every racket sport huh. we ever played. Huh. We have a long history where I started playing tennis. And I, would, I could run faster. So we'd start out and I would have the advantage. And that was all fun. And when we weren't playing, I just watched TV and he read up. <laughs> This is how you're supposed to play. This is how you practice. This is where you practice. This is what you practice. And after about three months, I'm running to all four corners of the world, and he's just wiping the court with me. So no more tennis. Let's try racquetball. Same thing. Let's try squash. Same thing. Over the course of decades. So now it's just, if I ever play pickleball, I'm never telling you about it. That's oh, I was sure. just going to suggest that maybe yeah. you'd want to go no. out on Yeah, that. I think it would be fun. No chance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's I mean, very satisfying. There's not a lot of singles pickleball play, but there's absolutely no reason why you can't. Yeah. yeah. And that ninja pose thing, the reason I asked that is because some of those badminton guys, I can't figure out what it's supposed to accomplish. Like, so you're, you're, paying, you're, you're playing pairs, and the person that is being served to who is in the offside court, they, they're not likely mm. to receive service, standing there crouched, the racket in one hand up, and their left hand is like in this chopping position in front of their chest. And you sort of think, what is this? You know, those movies where they have Kung Fu guys and they do all those crazy poses and you're supposed to believe that those crazy poses set them up better to defend against something. And you kind of think that's idiotic. Nobody's that does the crane position. Why does that set is like that. You're supposed to believe that that pose all crouched down, racket raised, or maybe tilted over like that sets them up to defend better against whatever you got. I'm sure it does. You think? Oh, absolutely. Sure. People, the higher levels of sport don't waste. Like you don't do something <laughs> unless it benefits you. Well, right? But if the only benefit is preying upon the gullibility of their opponent, then... Well, it's, it's also the ready position. Like if you're dealing in <laughs> seconds, you'd be surprised. Like your paddle's down here. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the time you go here to here... Well, a second is so, gone by, and so has the ball. And I have no issue with having the racket in position. It's Paddle. that other hand. Sorry, <laughs> you know, I was. Paddle. I'm still in bad badminton frame. <laughs> oh, true, true. Paddle at the ready. I I'm get that. Sure, there's Should a be reason up. for the other hand to be up as well. Yeah, and it's like, but I'm sure there's style as well because mm -hmm. you watch batters in baseball, oh, and they God. all have different little nice. things they're doing with the bat. That's right? a nice answer, but it, it comforts them. It settles them, yeah. and it's just like last time. And I'm sure that. It, yeah, you know, well, that's it's a ritual good too, right? You, uh -huh. You've got that ritual, like the batters is a good one and they go through, you know, some of it's superstition with all the touching and oh, yeah, all yeah. that stuff, but some of it is getting themselves set. Why, 
you know, when they're on deck and they're doing the swing when the real yeah. guy, the batter's yeah. actually swinging, like, it's not really accomplishing no. anything, really, no. but it kind of is in their brain. That is a good answer, because some of those guys, I often think watching baseball, not that I watch it much, that their coaches must just tear their hair out. Like, what are you doing? The guy's standing there with his arms fully extended back up over his left shoulder. The bat's about three feet from where it needs to be to make contact, and that's where he's starting for a 96-mile-an-hour fastball, but... Mm-hmm. He's in the bigs and I'm not, so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, when we were playing baseball when I was younger, they always made you use two hands when you catch. One with the glove, of course, yeah. and the other's going to close it, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you watch all the big leaguers, they just use one hand. Yeah. Now, that's, that's style because they, they're so good. Are they going to miss it? I saw a guy miss it a couple yeah. of years ago on and, that. And it, and it it's pops extremely out. rare. Yeah, it pops out because they don't have the other they hand. They don't really need to do it. That's the same conversation as the underhanded foul throw in the NBA. It's the same thing, right? So in the NBA, there was a guy in the 60s who began to take all his foul shots underhanded. I don't know about you guys, but when oh. I was in high school, the girls took their foul shots like that. <laughs> and only my school. <laughs> only the girls took their foul shots like that, damn it. And is but, it legal? Oh yeah, totally. Oh, okay. You can get it you can bounce it off your head if you want, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And this guy had a crazily high he had the highest uh, hit percentage in the NBA for years. I wanna say it's Jerry West, but I don't know if that's right. Mm-hmm. And Wilt Chamberlain, remember Wilt? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Still? Yep. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. No, that was Lou Alcindor before he became Kareem. Is that right? Don't look yeah. around the room, you wienerhead. <laughs> no, I'm not going to really. Wilt, Wilt was always Wilt. Wilt he never, oh, Wilt he was always Wilt. Wilt. He was Wilt. Wilt okay. the Stilt. All right. And didn't oh. he have sex with like a million yes. women or something? Uh, yes. You know, we couldn't, we Hence just. the, yes. Hence the Wilt yes. the Stilt. Because yes. not because he was tall. <laughs> oh, I honestly right till this minute thought that. I thought it was because he was tall. I'm going to say. It was because he was tall. It was because he was tall. Come on. That gets edited, right? cool. Well, if my name was Lou Alcindor, I'd probably take on being a Muslim as well. I don't know. It's just like, but well, the stilt, I guess there's no need to change. (laughs) Anyway, he was a terrible, terrible foul shooter. Just awful. He was one of the worst guys. Not the worst, but he was one of the poorer foul line shooters in the NBA. And he was otherwise a huge star. So he spent a season where he did it underhand like this other guy. And he worked his percentage way up you know, into the seventies or something. And then the next year he stopped doing it. And in his Mm -hmm. autobiography, he just said, I felt like a sissy Mm. and his coaches never insisted. And they still don't insist. There's nobody in the NBA doing that now. Mm -hmm. And when you start thinking about the number of points that are available to a team on the foul line that they're all just passing on, because even the owners are embarrassed to endorse that kind of throw because it's, that's for sissies. Very interesting. Because a lot of those games are only won by a point or two. And, and did he get worse when he stopped? Oh, yeah. He went right back to shooting about 40% or whatever it was, some terrible. Huh. And again, the thing that blows me away is that the owners are complicit in the whole thing. And they're, they're the only ones with real skin in the game, right? The players are going to get paid. They would get paid more if they scored more points, but they're still making pretty good money. But the owner's getting skinned if they don't make the playoffs, if this, that, or the other. And they're just passing on it. And there's similar stuff in football, too. Um Choices about punting and running that are made in football, the same kind of thing. You know, it's way more manly to run this kind of play in that situation than to take the sure points. But if you look at it statistically, taking the sure points is the way to go. (laughs) I wonder if what was unsaid in all that is some pressure from the advertisers. 
Hmm. We're going to lose viewers if you do those sissy shots. Yeah, all our Dodge Ram trucks or something. Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to sell Ram trucks when, when you you're doing like those underhanded things? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or they just went to the individual players and said, you know, you're an awesome ball player and everything. You're never appearing in a commercial with a Dodge Ram. You know, like. <laughs> That's a nice, maybe, could be. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think it's pretty fun, though. But see, pickleball, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> So far, Dodge hasn't come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> no, no big sponsor is going to step up. Maybe Wrigley's Gum or something. Know, I don't know. <laughs> I should actually re-look at, like, or look at some of those YouTube yeah. U.S. national finals and stuff and see, like, yeah. if see there's, advertising. like, around the courts, you know, what the advertising is. It's just going to be, like, Pepto-Bismol and... <laughs> Depends. <laughs> Depends, yeah. A bunch of old people products. They'll Milk go for it. So some 25-year-old fireball is going to be out there wearing some horrible old person endorsement. <laughs> I'm suddenly picturing when Jerry Seinfeld went down to Bo- Del Boca Vista to visit his <laughs> parents. Boca Vista. Oh, and right. all those old guys, Lloyd Bridges was one of them, and they all wore like these velour tracks. Yeah, yeah. And all Lloyd Bridges would do in the gym other than pumping iron was walk around and say to anybody, you think you're better than me? <laughs> so, you know, if he was a pickleball player. Yeah. No, it could all have, you heard it here first in the shed. You watch for it. You look for it out there. You check out those YouTube videos and see who's writing endorsements for pickleball players. Maybe. See, I can't even say it without sounding I know. that way. But here's the question. If it's not going to be called pickleball, what's the name for know. it? Mm-hmm. Like Hero dan- ball. Danger ball. Yeah. <laughs> danger ball. Yeah. Just anything. You know, put your eye out ball. Just anything. Take no prisoners ball. Yeah. And you can't call it wiffle ball because that is no. a ball. No, yeah, that's, yeah. Not that's just of, stupid. That sounds yeah. stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm with danger ball. I yeah. think that does it. Yeah. 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 Just anything. Like well, pickleball just sounds so dumb. I mean, here we are with our marketing experience. We could totally rebrand the pickleball yeah. into danger ball. Yeah. Well, I think if we just throw this out to our massive listening audience, you know, there's probably 30 or 40 people going to hear this podcast. We'll just ask them. Well, they say, if you go to the U.S. Pickleball Association website, it says that the guy, it was invented by some rich guy in Washington State and his family kind of did it. They set it up in the backyard for a game that like everybody could play. And on the USA Pickleball website, it says that the dog's name, their dog's name was Pickles and he used to run and get the ball. So that's what it says. Well, the, Are they actually thinking that that explanation somehow makes it more palatable? Well, and it's also really? not true. So you go to like news sites and there's the wife of the guy who invented the game. The man is now dead. She has said in so many interviews, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. And she's, I even read one where she said, but, you know, it makes a good story and they put it on the website and they're not going to change it. So apparently no one knows why it's really called pickleball but everybody quotes that website despite her saying yeah that's not the reason apocryphal but, but she doesn't even remember like why it got the name but even so like it just doesn't matter <laughs> unless it was etched on a silver tablet that someone found up on top of a mountain i can't oh, yeah, imagine why they're sticking real. yeah well, you know, millions of mormons just couldn't be wrong you moroni know. <laughs> the moronis yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's just... the angel's name was Moroni. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Moroni. Moroni, right, yeah. right. I was calling the angel Moroni forever. <laughs> 
I finally asked a guy. Oh, no, because right the there. real name of him was Moroni. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Real I usually the just real refer name. to the entire thing as Moroni's. <laughs> because it's just, I, I'm going to have to edit all of this, but really... I was in Salt Lake for City sakes. for a conference once, and, you know, in the morning, like, you have time to kill, and every other place, there's the Gideon Bible in the thing, but there's the Book of Mormon oh, in the, in the right, bedside table right. there. So I would read passages from the Book of Mormon before going downstairs. And first of all, there was a lot of smiting. They did a lot of <laughs> oh, smiting. Heavy. There was a lot of that. And second of all, there was just the most bizarre stuff. Like, like the guy, you know, writing, well... Finding the tablets, but Joseph, hiding them. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith, not showing anybody. And he'd go out into the field on his own. He was a kid and have these big visions and fall down and come back. And I'm thinking the guy had epilepsy, <laughs> you know, he'd get these blinding things. And then he would say how, you know, he had these tablets and stuff, but nobody ever saw the tablets. And the I next... Thought, I thought the tablets somehow magically got erased at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought yeah, nobody saw the writing. God let Joseph see it mm-hmm. and then made sure nobody else could see it. That's what Joseph said. Because, you know, that's what God does. That's what Joseph said. And then when you're in the tabernacle grounds, and then they're beautiful, beautiful grounds, and the, Mormon, the tabernacle is just astoundingly, I mean, you would die to record in that place. There's a lot of coin flowing around. Oh, in, yeah. Uh, yeah, we visited there as Salt well. Did you? PJ yeah. and I were there just uh, three, four years ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you've seen it. Yeah. So have you seen the statue out in the yard with Joseph Smith in like 1880s clothes or something? With John the Baptist? I have not seen Wearing John not. the Baptist biblical clothes? Oh, I wished I'd seen that. Because when they met, you know, it was oh, like... Wow. Yeah, big statue in the yard there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the big difference with the Mormons is because it's so recent. 1800s or whatever was when Joseph Smith was alive, right? Well, the world's only 6,000 years old, so sure. I'm just saying... Yeah, well, there is that as well. I'm just saying that, you know, Jesus is like 2,000 years ago. Mohammed is like 1,500 years ago. Yes. So they're a lot harder to call out. <laughs> Joseph Smith's pretty easy to call out because there's a number of things that are pretty fresh. And, yeah. Yes. I'm just reflecting here. I'm wondering about our listening audience. <laughs> are you worried about us losing the Mormon demographic? <laughs> no, no, because now we're... Uh, we don't have them? We're lumping the Christian demographic right in with the larger idiocy of the Mormon oh, demographic. Yeah, I, I think you guys might have run past some of that. <laughs> in the I'm past, sure. I believe, yeah. On our oh, way from really. 100 down to 30, I believe. <laughs> but what I do think about with it, though, is I do really think it's it's just so crazy that it, it just shouts people's desire to believe in something. You yeah, know? yeah. That, to me, is the really amazing part. In the face of just the most stunning foolishness, oh, oh, no, I totally believe it. Do you want my car? Because you can have it. Like, if you need it, it's like, wow. And it's they belief. are doing it to this day. Mm. People born in this age are accepting that this guy had all that stuff happen to him exactly as he wrote it. Well, and the people like that you see going to church in the tabernacle, all of whom I have to say had the best skin and the best teeth yeah. and the best hair. I Those mean, they guys just, just radiate health. So, so, so healthy and clean and everything. And they're industrious. Like the bee is everywhere. Their little sign yeah. of, you know, industry and stuff. And so they're successful and it's working for them. But... Those people had one wife, one husband, yeah. you know, like they're, hmm. they are following yeah. their normal convention. And they marry very young. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> nineteen. Well, nineteen twenty. <laughs> yeah, like nineteen yes, or twenty. I'm right. saying. Yeah. You Sorry, it was. Yeah, yeah, lots of kids. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I used to work with a Mormon at CKNW, and he was from Windsor, Ontario, actually. But you know, he didn't. No caffeine, of course. No cigarettes. No coke. Nothing. Nothing with any caffeine. He didn't even drive fast. Like he was the he was the best best guy. And then, and he was such a mild, nice, nice, nice man. And, you know, he wanted everybody who lived together to get married and stuff. But he was, he was really nice. And then one day he brought an audio tape in from when he had been working at CKLW in Windsor, which is right across the street from Detroit. And so he was on the news beat. And his news beat was across the river in Detroit. And it was a rock radio station. And here's this mild, mild Mormon guy. And his, his air checks would be... Bodies, bodies, three bags full, pulled out of the Detroit River last night. <laughs> and then there'd be a sound effect. Or Mrs. Smith, mother of three, didn't make it home. Er, sound of, you know, crashing oh, thing. And man. like it was just violent, grisly news for a rock radio audience. And then he would come off, I guess, and go to Temple or Tabernacle. And, you know, <laughs> that's right. Like totally he he yeah, that was well, just that's, a that's how we do it in here. Like when we leave out of here. <laughs> It's just, you know, we sound like we sound in here, but out there, it's way different. We're killer businessmen with all kinds of acumen. And, you know, it's, it's, you would just never believe the kind of cars we drive, well, houses we live in. It's not like we it's sound It's how like you've in been here. able to afford this fabulous well, I know. shed. It, yeah. This facade that we put on in yeah. here, yeah. all about preserving the vast wealth that's outside. Can you, you know, edit Moira's and my laughing? <laughs> Can that be edited out? We get carried everywhere we need to go. We don't have to walk. We just get carried. Like Paris Hilton's dog. <laughs> like Ariana Grande. <laughs> Whatever happened to her anyway? I was just going to say, who's heard of Paris Hilton She's in the past? She's a DJ. She goes all over Europe being a DJ. Oh, really? really? Yeah, she gets big huh. money. Huh. Yeah. That's I, really I, oh, that kind of DJ. I was thinking like an FM radio DJ. Oh. <laughs> 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 Clubs. I guess those have gone away pretty well. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, this is probably, well, okay, fine, fine. I'm going to let out that I'm actually old. Doesn't being a DJ require skill? Like actual talent and skill? Talent for what? Yeah. You got to know what's going to work, what's not going to work. You got to well, know what goes oh, yeah. together, what I doesn't. So. You got to yeah. know the mood of the audience and what, yeah. you know, all yes. that stuff. You got to actually, plus you need to know all the technical crap about playlists and the order and weaving them in and out. Yeah. Fading in, yeah. fading, all that stuff. It, it requires actual talent, I thought. And so does this. Are we really going to concede that Paris Hilton has actual <laughs> She may talent? be holding her dog and waving at a guy. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I, I, I suspect she has minions who do that. Yeah. Who so actually she, do that. Yeah. Yeah. But she maybe yeah. tells them <laughs> so the audience some can. of the music to play or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Our I've audience seen pictures of her with the... headphones on in, you know, in clubs. But I mean, you want to sound old. Like to me, well, it's all just dance music. How you know it's gonna the next one's gonna oh, yeah. sound pretty yeah. much like the one just. Oh, did, but they so. faded in and out. And they match tempos. You know, yeah. like the originals. A lot of these tunes don't have the same tempo when they play them. They do so that they can just fade from one to the next to the next. All that kind of stuff. I think you're right. She probably and has minions. Just so just yeah. So it. she's just a figurehead. So then we get to reflect with bitter glee about what it is to be the figurehead DJ. <laughs> Maybe it's Dead Mouse back. just wears the big mouse ears. What's and, that? Well, you know, Dead Mouse, he's like a oh, yeah. Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And has minions doing it as well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I, so maybe there's is a Dead gig mouse for us. Is Dead Mouse like Danger Mouse? No, Danger Mouse is a, is a producer. Oh, yeah. 
he's not CeeLo, right? He worked with CeeLo? He worked worked with CeeLo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's right. Or collaborated. And he works with all kinds of people still. Yeah. 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 Well, you're all over that. I just no idea. Zero. Which is, I'm sure, again, stunning to our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Since since I've so clearly established myself as Mr. Informed on cultural matters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Got a border story for you guys. Lay it on. Soon I went down to uh, Portland last week. With our Nexus cards. Yes. <gasps> did you get, did you deny us? Did you not say that you listened to the Shed Dogs? Did they ask you what social media No, that stuff? didn't come up, no. Okay, good. No, so we're we're going through, and I always go through, the, I always freak out in my head about how I'll answer things. Yeah. kind of stupid, really, you know, because, and I prepare, right? So sometimes they'll go, oh, you know, yes. how long are you going to be down oh, for? Oh my and gosh, I, yes. They, they say, how long are you going to be down for? I say Seattle, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, because I got all these answers yeah, all stacked yeah. up. Like, well, it's like when we came back from that trip we referred to a minute ago. Tell that one. We, but we have groceries and stuff, right? Like just a little bit of cereal. And and I'm saying to Sue, if they ask me specifically about food, I'm going to say I have some, right? But, but anyway, I'm just like, I'm changing my story. Had every, you been down long enough to buy things? Like, well, this is going down. This is just the start of the uh, trip, right? He hasn't, he hasn't really got himself into the boiling hot water yet. She says, do you have anything? Just, the to temperature's de- beginning to rise. She says, do you, do you have anything to declare? And I go, no. But I just told Sue that I was going to say yes. Because even if you have granola bars and stuff, it's food, right? Now, I think it's, most people don't. Yeah. So I, I convinced, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I convinced myself that most people don't say Yes, if they have yeah, just sure snacks right. and stuff. If you had a granola bar in the glove compartment, you were, I wouldn't say yeah. anything. So I go, no. And she says, no, no, no liquor, no, no tobacco. She says, this is very fast. No liquor, no tobacco, no food. I go, no. And now, now what have uh, I done, right? She goes, and we're, this is Nexus cards, right? Exactly. She, she goes, yeah. now you've been selected yeah. for a random. Uh, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's we, my nightmare. Yeah, put on oh, your put on your blinkers everything. and go park in the loading area there. And so we're parking there, and we're going. And I'm starting to freak out a little bit. And Sue's going, "Come on, she's trying to get me to relax." And I'm going, "Do we just stay in the car? You know, and there's a door there. <laughs> Do we throw it into? <laughs> I roll the window floor? open, and there's a couple women customs agents. And before I even say, they go, "Yeah, you have to go inside, right? So we go inside, and there's actually a Nexus lineup inside as well. Really? You guys been in there? Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge no, lineup I just never of bring food across the board. <laughs> huge lineup of people doing their thing, and then soon I get to cruise down the Nexus line. And then, yeah, by that point, she's answering the questions because I'm clearly not doing a good job. <laughs> she says, did you guys bring anything over? And Sue goes, well, a couple protein bars. And she goes, okay, can I have your keys? And then when she go, she heads out to check our car over, to look yeah. it over, and all of a sudden we hear code eight, um, bay six. And there's like 15 or 20 people in these black uniforms running. Oh. Don't know what happened in Basics, but it was wow. something pretty serious. Did you, did you actually know which bay your car was in? Oh, not us. Uh, this is this is. No, after. I know, but did you know when you? Like my first thought was, "Be oh my god, what bay am I in?" <laughs> it was my car basically. We're not in a bay at this point. We're we're in the lineup. Yeah, right? But your car is out there. 
No, uh, no, the car is in the parking area. These oh. bays are the these are the ones that people drive through, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, clearly, oh, clearly, you've never been called into no, secondary. No, I haven't, and with any luck, or just maybe never ever cross the border again, I won't, because I think my heart would just explode. So those guys all came back, and the one of the people, one of the front desk people next to us, not ours, she's just was the greatest because she was putting everybody at their ease. And she says, oh, they just all went for donuts. <laughs> she just had one-liners for everything. But anyway, ours came back after five minutes. And But Nexus cards, you don't expect you to get. Expect- no. And, oh, here's one key aspect. We This is the Friday before the big thing in uh, Portland. Right? The Proud Boys and all that. Oh, yeah. So where are you going? Portland, right? So I suspect that they randomly selected oh, yeah. within, if you say Portland, maybe they did one and four or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Just to check for guns or whatever. Yeah. Kind of crazy stuff people yeah. were bringing in. Oh, one glance at you. You're fully, mm-hmm. you fit, you were profiled. I got it. I did pull my sunglasses off. Sometimes I forget. That's a good idea to do. Yeah. Moira and I got called in. Did you? Oh, go. yes. Well, you guys look like thugs, though. We, so. were, we were going down, because I used to do pledge drives uh, at PBS. So I'd go down and, and be on camera for, you know, this is a Peter, Paul, and Mary special, and, you know, send your money. Though You know, pledge drives, I remember drives, watching right? those. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did it for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. So Mar- and I would sit in the green room and eat M&M's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And cool. I would be at home irritated that that really great program I was watching got <laughs> interrupted for a money drive. You you just know, sorry it. to interrupt. Oh, your, you just do a little sidebar. You always know if it's a great show on PBS yeah. that it's That's a it's right. a pledge drive because right? people are going to you know send money and yeah. the line too. You know, the more money you send, the fewer of us we have to do. So we'd gone down like I don't know how many times. Like I said, tw- you know, years and years. And Moira would go down. Like we'd always be going down, and they'd ask what you're going to do, and I would always say, "I'm going down to do the pledge drive on KCTS." And in you go. Well, you go, except they would often. They would often it, ask. It often about took it. a lot of explanation to, which surprised yeah. me. You know, we're going to to the country like that you're from, and in the state that you're probably living in, and they yeah. don't know anything about yeah. PBS. Yeah. But so we've done it like a lot, right? And you're right. They they often would ask us to explain. Yeah. Well, me- and there was also the one time. When he came and asked us why we were going into the States, and Lee said, we're going to a wedding. Because I got tired of explaining. Yeah, but she hadn't mentioned this to me, and I'm sure my jaw just about hit the ground. And after we got through, I said, I don't mind you lying, but just tell me in advance next time. But, that, but the reason I did but that it, was because sorry, of... I was going to say, if any customs or border people are listening, of course, I would never lie going Or condone it. No. no. Or condone it. No. She was... I held her hostage. But the time we did get called, so we're going down, and I think that's why I did that that time, because I got so tired of, of trying to explain. So I'm telling the guy, and this is, what, this is what it is. And he said, well, is it paid? I said, it's not paid work. It's volunteer. And you go, and it's public television, and... And it's subscriber supported and, you know, people pledge certain things and I'm on cam- camera and blah, blah, blah. And it's volunteer, I guess you have it, to tell them. Cause, and he did because they yeah. want to know, are you making money? No, I explained it all. And he listened and listened and then he just looks at us and goes, pull in. So we... But he gave us a note. Yes, he, he did. wrote something yes, down, right. folded it up, hands it to Lee and says, don't look at it. And pull in and, and give it to the guy yeah. at the desk. Yeah. So we go in, we go to the guy in the desk, I hand it over, the guy at the desk reads it and looks up, and he gives us this squinty-eyed look and says, 
It says here you're soliciting on camera, <laughs> soliciting money on camera. And I said, well, not soliciting. Like, you know, we're asking for it. And he goes, I've got a six-year-old son. Could he watch what you're doing? Oh, <laughs> said, man. Yes, yes, he could. I said, if he watches tonight and during the pledge break, if he's into, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mary or Engelbert Humperdinck, I'll wave. And he was like, okay, I'm going to hold you to that, you know. And, but and he laughed. And he, he thought laugh it was then. pretty funny. He did. He, yeah. But that's what the guy had written, yes. soliciting <laughs> yeah. on camera. Yeah. Like, Weird. You know? I used to get that when I went down for foosball tournaments because they'd go, what, well, what's that, right? Oh, you know that thing, table soccer, and you, you do the thing. Yeah. Where do they and, find these people? Like, who's ever been to a bar and doesn't know what foosball yeah, is? Yeah, but, you know, a tournament, they would go, well, you know, really? And so we'd have to pull out the little sheet showing the tournament was happening. So well, My theory <laughs> is they've... Some big percentage of everything they do is just intended to throw you off balance. Yes. And it, yeah. because off balance, you will reveal stuff that yeah. you, you might be trying to hide. Yeah. If you're yeah. just off balance and flustered, nothing else comes out, eh, probably no big deal. But yeah. Because yeah. some of the stuff they do is just so, it's, it's, it's needlessly aggressive or it's like soliciting, you know, why would you do that? Well, because they want, like, they know that people like RJ are, are getting their answers all in their head yeah. and, you know, where well, are you from, you know, that, and then you say, I mean. no food, you know, so <laughs> they do right. it to make sure yeah. that what you're saying is real. And I'm sure they must take into account that most of us, even though you haven't done a thing, feel some yeah. kind of guilt when mm-hmm. you publish. Yeah, they, they <laughs> know there's two kinds of guilty behaviors yes, and they're yeah. kind of different yeah. from each other. Yeah. But when we were coming back, we mentioned, he mentioned a few years ago, him and Sue of Burnaby and I, we did a road trip down to the desert states and we, you know, it was fun. We came back, we came into the Canadian border, Rich is driving (laughs) and what was it? We collected up the receipts, whatever they were, they were well within the limits. We were down there a couple of weeks. We get there and we had just finished like 10 seconds before we got to the little window with the person standing in, discussed how much it was, how long it had been. Anything to declare? No. And she says, really? You've been down there for two weeks and you've got nothing to declare? And I think you even said it again. <laughs> no, I didn't say it again. Or, or did she warn you right away at that No, no. Point? She said, do you have anything to declare? And in my mind, I got it mixed up with, were we over the limit, right? <laughs> so I'm going, no. She goes, really? And I'm going, well, nothing over the limit. She goes, well, just so you know, you could lose your Nexus cards for this. Oh. You know, you yeah. do have something to declare. And I'm yeah. going, oh, man, I'm she sorry. The whole thing. And we had just... And these two, their faces dropped right away when I said no, I think, because they can kind of see in, right? Just like, like you... Like going to yes. the wedding. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like, exactly. what? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> like, what's the point of... Oh, God, and of course, she knew there was no point to me lying. It was yeah. didn't make any sense to do so. Yeah. But if she had wanted to be a jerk about it, yeah. it could have been really bad. Yeah. 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 If you hit the wrong like, one. As, yeah. Or or if you're disrespectful in some way, yes. right? So I'm just unsurprised to hear that you should have got tangled up going into the state. And the sad right. thing is, you know, and I do, I suppose I do do this from time to time, but for the rest of my life, Sue's going to say now, <laughs> you know, do you have it all straight? You know, like every time. Whereas we in the room here know for sure what she should be saying is I'll do the talking. I'll drive and I'll do the talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At yeah. least through the border. I wonder if they get people that pull up. And they ask the driver, and the driver just says, no, I, I drive. Talk to her. 
I don't think they'd do that. Oh, I don't think they'd or like talk that. to my lawyer. I doubt that too. Yeah, that'd be pullovers. My yeah. wife represents us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I bet no, not. but I mean that that whole business. Where where did that come up? I did. I, I might have written. Did I write a blog about that? Do you about border? Yeah, I wrote. I did something with borders once before in life. Here, <clears throat> I don't know if it was on this podcast or not. But that is a full on. I can't understand why I am so panic stricken when I know absolutely everything is in order. We all do. We all yeah. are. It's some, I, I sure if they took like a blood pressure test, your pr- blood pressure would be yeah. up or your heart rate would be accelerated, slightly perspiring. <laughs> but it's, I just, I get lost in wondering about why that should be. Why, why, why? We're all guilty of something. Well, I think. <laughs> I suppose. They're in a position well, of a, to believe that they're yeah. in a position of authority, and they can make your life really difficult. So yeah. maybe under in your subconscious, there's a worry that they might just screw you over anyway, yeah. just yeah. work you over for send fun. you back or something. Mm-hmm. Just you know, <laughs> let you sit there for six hours and you miss know. your connecting flight. I don't want to lose my Nexus card. Yeah, that thing's great. Yeah, well, and uh, you know, I don't know you guys now. By you're now on record, so when they start asking at the border. What uh, what social media stuff do you pay attention to? You're going to be faced with a real problem. Neither of us are setting a toe across that line until after Actually, 2020. You know what? I probably should have <laughs> recognized that. And maybe not that. then. And, yes. Yeah, depending yeah. how things go. Uh, yeah. I should have recognized that from that last exchange. <laughs> not correct. a dime into not the economy of people even the that question, put them eh? there. Not a dime. <laughs> Good for you guys. I mean, we were, we're kind of trying to take that into account this year because we had two, we, we, in the fall, we'll either, either go down to California or across to Saskatoon, totally unrelated vacations. And we are well, leaning. Kind of the same, aren't they? California, <laughs> Saskatoon, <laughs> many <laughs> similar attributes. Paris we're leaning Paris. towards the, the They sell ladder. sunglasses in both places. Yeah. <laughs> hey, me. only marginally related. Thank God. Soon I went on a tour of Yale Town yesterday. Oh, wow. I don't know their official name, but they're basically the Architect Society. Right, yes, I do those, yeah. Yeah, aren't they fantastic? Yeah, they're, I haven't done the Yelltown one, but I've done it's yeah, other ones. It's 10 bucks per person. Yeah. It's a two-hour yeah. tour. Walking tour? Walking yes, tour. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Really? So, like, even though they call it Yaletown, you start out kind of downtown. We ended up going past the Queen Elizabeth Theater. and oh. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I think that's, yeah, I've done that one. It, or yeah. they mix it in maybe because, yeah, we, yeah, we went down there and, like, the uh, tour guide had attitude, which is fantastic. Okay. She even mentioned they're not supposed to be judgmental on these tours, right? Because they're representing a society, right? And it's going to badmouth some architects or whatever, but... Uh, so so they, is it put on by architects? Yeah, the... Yeah, um, the architects society or yeah, the professional that, organization. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's and a society. It's, it's students. It's it's like summer architect architectural mm-hmm. students that do, do them. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. But anyway, we learned quite a bit and down down in Yale Town, like I I used to go play at Soho Billiards all the time. It's one of those ones in Yale Town that's in the back alley kind of and there's a built mm-hmm. up back alley with these platforms. I didn't realize those platforms were the rail platforms. Yeah. Because there were no roads back there. I didn't right. know. Right, yeah. 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 And I was down there a million yeah. times. But the one thing that I really liked about it was uh, we met a couple from New York City and a couple from, uh, from well, it was a father's son from New York City and a couple from uh, Chicago. And it felt really good because they were just raving about Vancouver. So. Oh, from mm. Chicago. From yeah. Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah. The architecture. architecture. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm always a little bit embarrassed about Vancouver in certain contexts, yes. right? Yeah. Because you go to Manhattan and 
everything is so organic there with people and flow and stuff's happening and everyone's always having lunch here and there. You go to a lot of places in Vancouver that are architected and designed and there's this like this big empty expanse. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the architect's vision, the diagrams they show with all these people and dogs and happy and trees and all this. And there's this big concrete slab (laughs) that's there in reality. But anyway, um, yeah, they were talking about how You're self-conscious about that. Well, yeah, actually I was on a different tour once a couple of years back. I can't remember the topic, but we ended up in that area that's down where the uh, giant orca is. That's kind of yep. pic- pixelated, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I forget Jack, somebody square or something. Jack yeah. pool. Jack, yeah, that's, Jack it. Plaza. that's it. Yeah. 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 And it was a great yeah. plaza during the Olympics and everything, but right. certain times of day, there's just nothing happening. Right. And yes. so we were being led there by architects. And then I overheard these New York city people talking about there's, nothing happening here. So I kind of got that in my mind that, and it is true. There's a lot of situations and where, yeah. Well, we don't have 12 million people. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. Yes. It's speaking for myself, that stuff just, I'm self-conscious about a billion different things, but the level of activity in urban beauty or like, really? Well, these are architects. They're going to have opinions, right? No, yeah, they can because they're architects. Yeah. I'm not an architect and I never give two seconds thought to whether Jack Poole Plaza looks sadly empty yeah, yeah. or well used or yeah. that it was well designed and is being beautifully utilized for meaningful purposes. I, the other thing is I, I remember we went to a theater afterwards and there were some uh, folks from Europe that were asking questions and talking saying we, we went down to, we just went down and toured Maine and Hastings. Oh, oh gosh, that's dear. a tour. And they're going, that is terrible, right? So it was yeah. just like this kind of concentrated neighborhood of homeless. Yeah. And it was an organized tour? Yeah, yeah. It was? Really? Yeah, yeah. It was an, It was for architects. What, the show in Carnegie Center? Like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they wanted to see, like, because, you know, architects mm-hmm. need to respond to societal stuff, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they were, and, and if you think about it, it is really like concentrated now. And of course it's, if anybody's been down there in the last few years, it's worse now than it ever was. Mm -hmm. Whereas we were in Portland last weekend and there's homeless people everywhere, but in kind of a, you know, three, two per, per block. Yeah. So it's not like all concentrated. It's just all over the place. See, I was, you, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say we did, uh, yeah, a few years ago, we did the Strathcona tour, right, which yes. was really, really interesting. But the funny part was the, the fellow who was leading it was actually uh, from Mexico and he was just here going to architecture school. And he was also, of course, you know, 25 years old or whatever. So we're going through Strathcona and he says... And does anybody know who Jimi Hendrix is? Because, you know, we were <laughs> passing course. Jimmy's grandmother's house. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it was like, wow. <laughs> well, there were people who don't know who <laughs> Jimi right. Hendrix was. Yeah, it's interesting. He, yeah. he spent quite a bit of time yes. here when he yeah. was young. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess 25, you know, but still. And grew up in Mexico. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not quite the same. But I mean, Beethoven He's was pretty, dead before yeah, I was yeah, alive yeah. in Vienna. <laughs> no, I know. I, it was just so funny and so cute that he asked. Yeah. And of course, you know, most of the people on these tours are, nice. you know, older, an older demographic. And yeah. So, well, I was tr- telling an Apple employee what a floppy drive was. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she was 24, maybe something like that. Yeah. She really had no reason to to know what one no, was. Well, and part no of my reason. tone there was, 
what on earth could have brought you to that? Like, why were you bothering? <laughs> Did you know they used to record on wax cylinders? She and I were she, she and I were waiting for good point though. Or a turnip on my belt. She and I were waiting for my new Mac to arrive. So. Oh. Yeah. Just shooting. So you freeze. thought you'd regale her with stories? <laughs> I was doing the annoying old guy. Yeah, I've owned Max since 1988. Yeah. I told you about steam travel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had to wind it up with a crank on the and side. I told her what my first Mac was, and she said, yeah, yeah they showed us in training what they looked like. Right? <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. We saw one behind glass at the Smithsonian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty fun, though. Yeah. What else have we got on the list? Did I have to oh, add uh, Mystery, Mystery yeah. Science Theater 3000? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Which I believe I've only seen snippets of. Oh, you've never watched one of the movies? I don't think I've actually sat through the entire thing. I think I understand the concept, but how does it work? Take a terrible movie yeah. and have hecklers who are very, very funny. Very good hecklers. Yes. Paid hecklers. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they're yeah. in the show. I mean, the premise of the MST3K show is that this guy was, this guy and his two sidekicks, which are bots, Tro, uh, Crow and Tom Servo. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah. yeah. The guy's real. The two guys are bots. Evil science put them in like a spaceship and blasted them into space where they are doomed forever to watch bad oh, movies. Oh, and that's all they can do, that's basically. That's the premise of it. And so the MST3K TV show is they do an opening bit with the bots and the guy, and then they go in to watch the movie, and then they heckle the movie, and then they come out periodically. What I do now, because they have it on Netflix now, they've got two seasons of it on Netflix, and what I do, oh. once you get the premise of it, I just fast forward to the movie part. Yeah, same. Yeah. And, and I don't yeah. bother watching the interaction with the bots, because yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And then... Because the, there's often a little side story of what's going on with the evil geniuses or whatever, and, and if it, you, it's... Yeah, if you don't it's care about that, that if yeah. you're there for the movie, and then the real guy yeah. and the two bots crow and tom servo go into and they sit down in front of a screen so you just see the backs of their heads and you see the movie and they just they're really good smart hecklers and they Mm -hmm. they know like they the references like it helps if you know a lot about old movies and stuff and old they do from this 80s back kind of you know but they just have to be bad and sometimes their references are pretty obscure but sometimes they're you know they're not and it's just really funny and so then that came up for you because of something in something funny you guys said and i can't even remember was something to do with theme music i thought we thought and maybe it was something like like the happy motoring music or something i don't know that they use out of that because i remember that yes it was something that sparked me about it now i can't remember what it was but i think you'd like it because well now they say it's on netflix i'll definitely because i'm on netflix all the time was it was it the one that was just unbelievably ghastly horrible in the in netflix the one the one that that guy that indian like the you know the <laughs> oh, gosh oh my god oh, they're M. so Night bad Shyamalan. like you just can't even imagine how these movies were ever made yeah or and like they're not even ed wood movies they're yeah just, they're just awful yeah yeah like, that, yeah. that was a, i was going to ask a couple questions yeah about the definition in this context awful movie some of them are sci-fi but they don't have to be like, there's one oh. called Avalanche with Rock Hudson and Mia Farrow. Oh, I saw that. That was a really bad movie. Well, you should hear it heckled. <laughs> really idiotically bad. They're in some ski lodge yes. someplace. Yeah. And yes, yeah. There's an avalanche and that's yeah. kind of all there is. And the yeah. heckling though turns that into just 
from like the worst I to a really good that. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be sci fi, but they do do a lot of sci fi. Right. And they do edit the movie, so you're not necessarily well, you don't watching have to sit the, through whole the whole thing. thing. Okay, you know, that's they, good too, because yeah, that particular exactly. one, yeah. that'd be a you lot. You would not want to sit <laughs> I don't think anybody again. on earth is yeah. funny enough to carry yeah. you through a whole <laughs> yeah. viewing of that thing. Yeah. They made one movie, MST3K, called This Island. Well, I mean, the movie was called This Island Earth. And they made MST3K the movie. And so that was the rest of it are uh, episodes from their TV shows. Well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I think you'd I, like I'm it. Still puzzled about the reference, but oh well. Yeah, it's I can't the takeaway info that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've got it here, but it doesn't uh, give us the actual reference. It just says, uh, Lee says, and on another note, excellent MST3K ism in the little SO traveling music segment. Yeah. But I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was just us going on about that ridiculously perky music. We've got we, the Mannix theme now. Yeah, and it's ridiculously perky. Don't tell the Mannix people, whoever owned the rights. <laughs> yeah. But we've used it sometimes for his Tales from the Shuttle segment. We've done yeah. that once Maybe now. Maybe it's public but domain you, by yeah, now. I was going to say, yeah. you don't use more I than sure 20 hope. seconds probably. And it was because... Oh, was um, that a rule? It was 20 seconds. You're allowed a certain, a certain bars or, or it's something. It's bars, yeah. yeah that's, that's right. And if you use more, maybe it's yeah. because you're doing a review of it, then, then it's fair use. <laughs> <laughs> right? If if you're actually doing a review, you might play more more than that. Yeah. Right? So then if we wanted to use the whole thing, all we would have to do is use the whole thing and say, that was from Mannix. Good show. And well, I think maybe you still have on. the 22nd thing, but you can do multiple <laughs> clips. <laughs> if you keep referring back to Mannix, good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sad when you're having to game your way through <laughs> using a... What is it, 50-year-old theme music? That's what I mean. It may be in the public domain. Probably everybody in connection with it. Maybe. But we were looking for that music, and we thought it was some other commercial theme. And then I was watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... And oh, they had okay. Mannix running on the TV. I'm going, that's it. That's what we need. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we thought it was, th- we, for a long time it was the who music from Who Wants Gum, you know? Who Wants like Gum? I do, I do, <laughs> yeah. Those those commercials. And it had that same perky kind of travel music. Happiness. That kind of stuff in You the never know right? who might be listening, because I remember back at ICBC, we had... One of the road safety managers had come up with a mascot that he was using for different, you know, road safety stuff out in the community, and it had a startling resemblance to Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. No, Buzz. No, no. Captain Click was. He was legit. Legit. But this mascot. And it was just one part of the province and he was using it out there. And because it was just one part of the province, we looked at it and said, it looks like Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. And he went, ah, we're way the hell yeah. out here. And, you know, it's far away. I Nobody's- believe it was the Kootenays. So how yeah. out of, out yeah, of it, oh, it was the realm of the world the could dream. it be? Yeah, yeah, it was. And then the letter from Disney's lawyers. Oh. Wow. That were basically, yeah. or Pixar lawyers, you know, that you will cease and yeah. desist. And yeah. wow. we, we did. He did. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, because this morning I was, I don't know, I, was, I i know it may seem shocking because I'm so sophisticated and urbane, but I play idiotic online games and they always have an advertising component so you don't have to actually pay with money, you pay with your time. And in one of them, they were showing images of Glinda the Good Witch and, and right on the bottom, you know, copyright, Ted Turner, so... Oh. That thing is that old, but somebody still yeah. has those images copyrighted. So. Well, if you get a letter from, uh, you know, Chuck, Mike Connors' uh, widow, 
manic. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I, <laughs> oh, well, first yeah, I was yeah, mentally checking. Right. Yeah, it was Mike Connors, not Chuck. Not yeah. Chuck. He was rifle man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I was thinking, of who would have been the? Pre- I don't know. But yeah, if we get a letter, it was probably like Quinn Martin production. Yeah, yeah. A Quinn Martin. But that was the FBI and those. Yeah. Eh? Cannon. Oh, Cannon. Cannon, uh, not not Ironside. Of course, I watched a whole episode of Mannix afterwards. Of, Naturally. Yeah? And it was really good. Was it? I thought it was really well done. It was their second season, and they actually had uh, kind of a racial theme going on, oh, which yeah. was rare in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of like his secretary was black. She got involved with another black guy, and he was saying, well, everything's hard for us all the time. And so I thought huh? it was very, very interesting Tapping to watch. social issues. Yeah. Not just another crime show. <laughs> Good acting, too. <laughs> Good acting. Come on. But then you read... No, it was, actually. It was pretty good. But then you read stuff after... I was going to Wikipedia and look up the actors, and, you know, the that secretary, she was just great. She died of addiction issues, like, 20 oh, years later right? and stuff, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So See, this is one of the key business. differences between yeah. RJ and I. I just make stuff up. He actually goes and looks. Yeah. Which is but, why I get so irritated when I just make it up. Well, you sound very knowledgeable, very convincing. Part, yeah. That's the really irritating the part. Equivalent mm. of carrying a clipboard wherever you go. Yeah, exactly. That's right. It's they call it the call the the voice the voice of authority. <laughs> <laughs> the mind of Yeah, not. The mind of not. <laughs> mm. Where'd that come from? All of a sudden clipboard and then you're saying with nothing on. Like it just like it's very Freudian kind of. Or did I misunderstand no, you? No, no. The clipboard is just, it's one of those things oh, you're with supposed nothing to look on it. like. See, I thought he's talking about with no clothes on. Oh. No. Now that is Freudian, though, now that you mention it. And thank you yeah. not for I that insight said, what you're oh, in. Yeah, a clipboard with nothing on, you know? Of course. Yeah. That would be a heck of a clipboard to, you know, impress people. You might There's, lose, yeah, yeah you'd lose your authority. There's though. no yeah. way to falsely yeah. assert authority by, like, walking around without clothes on. Your officiousness kind of just disappears. <laughs> So I went to Vernon last week. Haven't been there. Moby and I took our KJ absent, took our daughters there in 1995. We went to Kootenai Lake, did some work in my parents' cabin. I got horribly sick. He had to shoot in New Denver and we came through Vernon on the way home. That's the last time I was there in 95. So I went up there with a friend whose son is an air cadets and they were having their final parade. You know, they all march around, whatever. Um, and Vernon's pretty nice, yeah. turns out. Yeah, it is. Traffic between Vernon and Kelowna is at least as bad as any rush hour oh. traffic you'll find in the lower mainland. Just awful. But Vernon itself is kind of a not bad place. The The trip report includes having to regretfully admit that all their restaurants close between 8 and 9. Like, <laughs> this stupid, all the marching around and firing of rifles gets finished at about, like, 7.45. Oh. And everything's closed today. We ended up eating in a Denny's because it's the only <laughs> thing that's open. I'm sure we could have got McDonald's, but really nice Airbnb. So I know Airbnb has been taking a bath in the media lately, but they're not all bad. This no. one was 109 bucks mm-hmm. in the I'm, summer. Yeah, peak season, three kilometers from the lake. And I'm not a, a highly attuned to decoration guy. Although my interior space could easily be featured in any architectural digest, I personally don't pay much attention. <laughs> this place was stuffed. It could, Every- actually. He's got oh. some pretty cool stuff in his place. <laughs> yeah, right. 
No, he's uh, got the classic. Sorry, sidebar, man. That's what I always say when I interrupt. It yeah, seems, <laughs> seems to make it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he has the pole in the middle with the bike kind of what? on what? it. What? You got to the pole. Yeah. You're thinking what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. <laughs> Strippers. Not helping, RJ. Just not helping. I don't know that that's architecture. I didn't even finish routine. the sentence and yes. you guys were reacting. Yeah, all over. That was a very fast. <laughs> what? Uh, Again, with insight. Okay. Association. Probably have lived without, you know, like. Yeah. A pole with what? A well, bike rack. It, yeah, it's a bike rack, but it kind of looks cool, you know, like it's a regular sized pole. I guess the kind of poles that you're thinking of, I suppose. <laughs> it's a and pole that you has, anchor between the ceiling and the floor. Okay. It's, like a fire okay. guy pole? No, just it's only just a, like a tent pole, and you hang Strippers. a rack off it that hangs your bike. So you end up with your bikes for. And this a, is in your living room? Yeah. It, okay. It forms. <laughs> So like deeper and deeper, see, it see, forms a dividing see, space. See, my intention was to say that you're you have good decorating yes. skills, and I see this is going south yes. for you. All your, I'm well, turning. I'm well. going from uh, old and uninformed, <laughs> shading into pervert. You know, it's not working out. No, no. Well, I mean, no, Jerry Seinfeld used sounds, to hang one on his wall. Sure. But, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. See, this just yeah. same idea. Yeah, it yeah. is the same idea. It's the intent is to divide the space from the place that's kind. Like I just have one big space that has the living room at one end and the kitchen at the other and the entryway in between okay. sort of right Open so you kind of that was the idea and really i just wanted a place to put the bikes <laughs> anyway to get back to where i was rj thanks oh, for the effort oh, just appreciate sidebar. The th- no just no <laughs> you can wait it was a very nice place God, see that just loses it all. It always little touches. I get in there, and it was just some place. But every time I looked around, it was oh, even I, you know, troglodyte man, am struck by these thoughtful touches all over the place. All little things. The coffee machine was there. There were the beans. There's the grinder. Mm-hmm. You're clearly intended to use them. I did. You know, here is this. Here's that. All this stuff. And for mm-hmm. 109 bucks, mm-hmm. I thought. Well, it was that's way better than I expected. Because yeah. they all want to be super hosts, you know. They all want to get the the five star ratings. Well, those guys should yeah. be. They were great. Yeah. Um, and that's good. Like in the height of summer, in a tourist yeah. town in the summer, that's a good. Yeah, went swimming Kalmalka Lake. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Way better than Kootenay Lake for swimming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice. It's lake. definitely. Oh, that's a thing I wanted to ask you guys since you're here. We recently started uh, in a yet to be published episode. A listener poll on recommended ways to enter the lake. So really, there's only two. You'll hear this, what is it, episode 60, I think? Guess no. so, 61, I must, must be. Must be 61. At any rate, there's only really two, fast or slow. So, fast or slow. Lee? Slow. Too bad. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> Moira? Well, it, it's totally contingent on the temperature of the water. Is it? Yes, Well, it that's is. true, yeah. actually, yes. So yeah, well, if it's super cold, you're slow? Yeah. I'm probably not getting in at all. Oh, <laughs> I'm not getting in if it's Opting super out. cold. It's going to be slow if it's just regular cold. Mm-hmm. It's going to be slow if it's just a tiny bit under warm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be slow if it's warm, actually. <laughs> yeah, It's, it's going to be fast it's, if it's like in Cuba. I That's the only time. <laughs> it basically has to be soup temperature yeah, before yeah, yeah. I'm going But in even quickly. in Mexico, I, yeah. I walk in slow. You know, yeah. I don't dive and the way i walk in and then play out when i get out there okay hmm. well good to know you, ju- I, you go fast i appear to be in the minority yes uh, kj's slow he's a RJ's man's man slow no no it's years of suffering at kootenai lake it really is like kootenai lakes i don't mean to do a disservice to where my heart lives but 
it's pretty cold. Mm. Even in August, it's pretty cold. Yeah, well, glaciers and yeah. all and those things. if yeah. you go slow, you just have this protracted dance of discomfort. <laughs> just endless, you know, I'll just wash my arms a little bit. <laughs> I'll just splash my face. And you're still only up to your knees, right? And then you get up to me. Like, it's just horrible. And, and not going is not an option? Well, you can turn around, but then you're defeated. You're just, you're, you know, what are you at the lake for? Are you mm. at the lake to not ever go swimming? Go at night. Cold lakes at night are warm. Well, yeah, there's that. Or in the rain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done all of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. yeah. But basically, my belief is just go because it's going to be bad or, either way. Or don't go at all. Don't go at all. <laughs> but if you're going to go swimming, go fast because yes, yes. it just reduces the swimming or the suffering level, is my opinion. But I, I see that I am in the minority, so... I'll go ahead and respect your foolish you're choices. You're largely in the minority. You know, no, you're probably right, but it's got to be a manly man to do it. It is not a manly man. In fact, I would argue the opposite. It's because I'm afraid of that. And then once you're suffering. in, you make a point of telling everyone it's great oh, yeah, once you're in. The lying part is obligatory. Yeah. Absolutely. Come on in. Water's really good. It's not as yeah. bad as you think. Yeah. You get used to it. And if somebody tells you they get used to it, don't go in because it's it's bad. If you yeah. have to get used to it, <laughs> exactly. air quotes, yeah, yeah, it's that's right. bad. It means... It really means your your heart, all your extremities are shutting down in your body's desperate attempt to survive this. <laughs> that's what getting used to it actually means. I just wondered. Kalamalka okay. is definitely going quickly. It's nice. Yeah, we were at Horsetail Falls on, in the gorge in uh, near yeah. Oregon there in Portland. And yeah, there was the big pool at the bottom of the falls. There was someone who actually went in bit by bit. Yeah. I thought there's no way she's going to make it because once you're up to your thighs, it's brutal, right? Yeah. Like at that That's point, decision oh, yeah. time oh, for yeah. sure. And she went in, so I thought that was that was pretty cool. She, yeah, like I, if I stop, but it was it was not. It's fine once you're in. Yeah. <laughs> she just wanted to say she had done it right. because she did a little circle and she was yep. out of there. Yeah. Yep, and I got time for that too. If you get in there and you don't get used to it, you know when you come out and you're shuddering mm-hmm. on the shore, mm-hmm. that's too that's cold. Enough, yeah. You still want to reduce your suffering getting in, but... I did a couple polar bear swims back in the day. I was just thinking, isn't it kind of like polar bear swim then? You're in and you're out? Yeah, everyone, nobody goes, well, I I suppose there's one or two people that say, you know... So then why do you think that is... Why do you think they just crash in there full speed? Because they'd never, ever in their right minds go if they did it slowly. Well, plus, and they're probably significantly impaired in a lot of cases. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Well, I didn't say, I didn't rule that out as as part of the coping mechanism for going fast. (laughs) No, you do. You do just have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, usually when given the choice, once you're in the situation, then simply don't go. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I just wondered. I just thought since we had a captive audience, I would. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you guys. Do you, either of you ever, maybe not now, maybe now, earlier in your life, eat breakfast cereal? Sure. Oh, I wanted Ever? to know what this was about. Ever, yes. Sure, yeah. Okay, so I'm looking for technique. <laughs> what does that even mean? I saw the I saw the listing for that, and I, I, could, I couldn't even imagine what that meant. Yeah, so I'm looking. So how did you do it? Ah... Uh, Let's get started with what size bowl do you well, use? Well, a modest bowl. Okay. You know, I... Do you use a tablespoon or a teaspoon? Uh, if I'm being restrained, a teaspoon. 
Yeah, okay, but but what but, the, but but could be could be a tablespoon too. It also I depends. Push you on this issue, though. How often are you being restrained? Versus- <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say there's actually another point: the size of the cereal. Okay. You know, because if you have, if gotcha. you're having like Rice you know, Krispies. yeah, you want to be able to scoop up a good number and make a mouthful worthwhile. Okay. You know? okay. But if you have if like spoon-sized shredded wheat, yeah. you can fit one easily on a on a, on teaspoon. a teaspoon. Gotcha, and, and that works. How much milk did you put in? I well, you know, that's always the conundrum: is how do you end up with a you know. Not a bunch of milk at the end with disgusting sort of cereal scum floating in uh-huh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can see I'm not going to confess my eating style. I know. <laughs> I, I, Do you put sugar on it? It, it would depend on what it was, but generally no, no. That's right. Yeah. I remember. I'd forgotten all about that when we were kids. If we had the supposedly non-sweet cereal like Cheerios, which it turns out has a lot of sugar, sugar in it. But anyway, yeah. we didn't think it did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. You'd sprinkle sugar on yeah. top. And then in the bottom of the bowl, you'd have the disgusting cereal yeah. stuff, but you'd also have this thick Syrup. kind of syrupy mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, not in our household, oh. no. <laughs> the sugar bowl was monitored, and we never, ever had sugary cereals unless we went camping. So good, that was the real Good for deal. your parents, because that whole generation was, like at that time, that was when everyone was hearing that fat is really, really bad for you. And a lot of, like, kids our age my age anyway were eating a lot of sugary cereal yeah. all mm-hmm. the time right oh mm-hmm. yeah so how much milk for you pj i don't know come on i want to hear well i don't know i don't measure it i usually fill up can you milk. see the yeah. milk i usually fill up the milk till i can see it at the edges of the cereal yes okay. and furthermore mora in spite of those terrible adjectives that you just applied i drink the milk at the bottom <laughs> and i don't regard that cereal coating as scum or slime either. <laughs> what and what further do you use to drink the milk? What? How do you drink the milk? I tip the bowl up and pour it down my face. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? You're single, right? Yeah. You know why? <laughs> uh, yes, and I also... <laughs> Sorry, and it does drip off your chin? No, it does not. It does not. You, you do that. If you practice for decades like I have, you don't. But at that. least you're clean shaven, so it's not getting yes, hot in well, like a beard oh God, or yeah. something. Um, and also, I will apply a liberal amount of brown sugar to some cereals, but if I have like blueberries or something to add in there then i don't put any sugar in Mm because it kind of wrecks it teaspoon or tablespoon oh tablespoon fully like a teaspoon every time well a teaspoon is just so much work it's pretty girly too i'd have to just i'd just be firing it in with a teaspoon i couldn't (laughs) you can't you gotta have like if i could sign something between a tablespoon and a ladle i'd do that But again, that's probably in your kitchen because you have long skinny spoons and long... It's going to be hose or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much all in. I don't... There's not a lot of cereal I love, though. I have to say that. I prefer um, Mm. quick oats. I I like those better than cereal just because it lasts longer. You can put... You have a way better excuse to just ladle on the brown sugar. Mm-hmm. We were allowed to have sugar on our oatmeal. Yes, so, yeah, no. that was a very big and deal. And I'm in the yeah. same thing. When I was yeah. a kid, we didn't get cereal. We got, honestly, though, every morning of my life until I left home at about 20 or 21, an orange, uh, bacon and eggs, 
bowl of porridge. Wow. Every morning without fail, a three course breakfast. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just the only, the only changes are if we ran out of something or we were at the lake. You know that old saying that breakfast is the most important meal of the day? Apparently not true. The egg marketing board. Because <laughs> ah. they're coming out now and saying it's not necessarily not so. Not necessarily yes. so. Yeah. But I mean, on that, I've concluded that I no longer need new medical information. I just don't want to hear it anymore. Because it just is, everything yeah. changes. Every. The only thing I haven't heard is that smoking is actually good for you. That's about the only one. I don't think you're going to hear that. But yeah. you did used to hear that. Yes, but I haven't heard it lately. Yeah. Well, Caffeine. in the olden days, like for women, it calms your nerves yeah. and all that. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Makes you less hysterical. Yeah. yeah. yeah women's hysteria. <laughs> yes. Thank heaven for that, I say. <laughs> Plus, you don't get fat, so. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, you know, you look Lee, at the flip-flops, caffeine. Your cereal? Did you, you you weren't a big cereal eater? As a no? kid, we would have it, and we lived on a farm in Saskatchewan, so it was with milk, which I loathed when I was a kid, and swore that the minute I left home, really? I was never going to drink a glass oh. of milk again. Mm. And so in it. university, which is the last time I regularly had Because um, it's cereal. unpasteurized. It was whole milk. It was yeah. whole milk, you know, right. when you separated it, right? But it yeah. was, yeah, it was milk and ugh. But, and so when I got to university and oh, I still man. was in the cereal mode, I would put like strawberry Kool-Aid on oh, <laughs> milk. Wow. And I, but I'd use a small, just enough to moisten it with a teaspoon in a small like dessert bowl. And I would just have enough to be like my cereal with enough kool-aid to moisten it and that's that so and now i don't do any of it like what kind of cereal uh this? brand buds <laughs> not right. brand flakes brand buds <laughs> so i'm gonna say universal opprobrium the, <laughs> those uh wow those Just, brand wow. buds are yeah they're so how many years of counseling to get to kind of normal breakfast well i wow. i just don't you know, I like, wouldn't either. If that was my choice, I totally would just rule out breakfast forever. I mean, recently I sort of have toast now, but for most of my working life, like all yeah. all my working life, I had I didn't have I well, had no breakfast. I just didn't point, eat I breakfast. Didn't breakfast. eat breakfast. Yeah. I don't no. do much breakfast at all anymore. But but breakfast with Kool Aid on cereal. <laughs> Yeah, that just that's sounds, wild. That's wild. really wild. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually kind of disturbed. Yeah, <laughs> I love milk. I always loved milk. I yeah. so, uh, grape nuts, yes or no? My dad always yeah, ate yeah. grape nuts. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind I'm of big, okay with the grape nut. Uh-huh. Well, they're yeah. like brand buds. My, uh, a little having, bit. Yeah. And they're crunchy. Yeah. I probably yeah. haven't had any in 40 years, so you know my tastes may yeah. have changed yeah. in that time. But. but my dad ate those every morning. Yeah. He was like you. He, he, every morning of his life. He had two pieces of toast with peanut butter and honey mixed together That's in what a my dish, dad had and then spread it on and eggs and a bowl of. Uh, oh, he grape didn't nuts. have the cereal. Well. And to be clear, neither grape nor nuts. Yeah, yeah. Grape true. Nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to go, but I really am. You got to tell us because hopefully you have the most absurd breakfast, and then you got to give us the unified. It's that wasn't a we got to quit. It was. We have to hear from him, yeah. but I'm dying to hear the unifying theme here. For breakfast. Usually there's a theory that says people who like this are like that. Or I'm dying to know what in the hell you're driving at here. I'm not driving at anything. <laughs> I just find an interesting topic. 
What do you do? Got yeah. another one for you. After no, this, no. Just tell this me is this. A fascinating one. one. Tell me uh, this first. Well, no. So I mean, a medium-sized bowl. I don't know how to describe that. You know, six inches in diameter. I suppose not a dessert bowl, but a cereal. About bowl. a cup and a half of cereal, something. Yeah, like that. and the Maybe cereals. Well, quite a bit of cereal in there, and then. Yeah, milk until you can just see the yep. milk. And if it sinks back down, we'll add a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Bring it up just as just, you can just barely see it. But you don't want it to be all soupy. Yeah, and, you can go yeah. over. There's a fair And if you accidentally make it too soupy, it's over to the sink and just yeah. kind of pour some out. And there's and, a fair conversation about cereal preference based on its tendency to go mushy. <laughs> like there's some cereals that just disintegrate like tissue and they just, mm-hmm. God, no, no. I mean, there's others that you could leave it for three days and it would still be like sugar yeah, and cereals crunch, are, crunch. no matter what the cereal, if they're processed cereal, are pretty bad for you, mm-hmm. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So not something that I seek out every morning, but I just, if I do have it, then it's. And uh, do you finish the milk since you put me through this? Oh yeah. And yeah, how absolutely. do you do it? Oh, totally pour it right down. Oh, that's <laughs> gross, man. It's the best. What are you, a barbarian? <laughs> it's, a, I just can't. it's the best. I do that with soup as well. I yeah. do it a little. Yeah. I don't do it with soup actually really at all. I really only do that with cereal, which is interesting now I think of it. I just don't soup you're supposed to eat with a spoon, I guess. Cereal you're supposed to just get it into you and get the hell out the door. You know, like that's that's the idea. I don't know where that was coming from. Or going to for that matter. Uh, I wish I had had time to concoct some theory about what it all meant. But it's I don't preferences. Yeah. But preferences. It's always surprising. You hear off the wall things like Kool-Aid. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'm sure I could ask a hundred people and not one of them would have told me. It's surprising. Our very, very first yeah. episode, we were surprised by men's bathroom habits. I, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Shocking, right? That is true. Well, what's yeah. the other one you had? What what other? Well, it's, it's kind of out there too. Glenn from Oak Bay, who was the same guy, by the way, who brought up the men's bathroom habits thing for episode one. Well, he, he, and maybe he's got a theme of interest or something, but he read a survey of people, I think, not just men, people, on how often they change their underwear. And he was shocked and, and disgusted. Like modern day people? Modern day people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, so I'm pretty sure we can guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like 45% of men were changing it every three, three or four days. Huh. Something what? like, yes, that's right. Huh. Well, there's a circumstance uh, thing there. Like if I'm working or, or if I'm interacting with other humans... Basically, every day, because I just don't, I just those, don't need the stress. On those days that you decide you're not going to talk to anyone. If I'm squatting in the house, unshaven and unwashed, it's just me and the dogs. Maybe not. Hard to really know. But if I'm going to... I see maybe, okay, I'm not washing my hair today, but... Well, I just... I live yeah. with dogs. Um, and now I'm embarrassed. And so I was doing a little Googling and I found on Amazon all kinds of underwear that has day of the week on it. Oh, yeah. 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 I've never heard of this before. Girl, this is oh a gosh. thing. Yes, when yeah. I was well, a kid, like that. in the was 60s, a girl thing. There yeah. was kids. Day of the week underwear, but it was yeah. always for girls. No, there was and boys so was, who had and 
things like Cub Scout camp oh, okay. that would have that. So pardon me. So yeah. the whole idea was to ensure yes. that you knew yep. that you needed to change every day. Yep. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And, and maybe before that they didn't. Well, I found some grown up men's underwear on Amazon for Monday. Days of the week. Days of the week. Is yeah. that a thing that you felt you needed to purchase no, as a reminder? Not really not for myself. No. <laughs> just checking. But, but I just remember girls and like, it was kind of like you get them a Christmas present, like the package yes, exactly. of days of the week yes, underwear. I think, as yeah. A girl. The only time I ever had them that was Christmas presents. Wow. Yeah. That's something I never yeah. knew about. Boy, well, how depressing, eh? And I just like... think we also have a pretty good insight, pretty good predictor on your response to the commando <laughs> question. I don't think we need to bother to ask the commando question. Um, yeah, no, it's like shaving. I don't shave every day either. I'm sorry. Oh, I, can, I can understand I that. that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't get. shave yeah. today. Yeah. Well, you see, to me, when, uh, when you're unshaven for X days, you just look like a rummy. And you, you look like you, you can bathe all you want. You look like you haven't bathed. If you don't shave for three, four days, you just. Don't you look like Don Johnson on Miami Vice? Yeah, that's the only no, difference. That's X minus. That's X minus two though. Like there's X he's talking about. It looks bad, right? And then there's the actual shaving attachments that give you the Don Johnson yes, look yes, every, yeah. every there day. Are. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you can just that little bit above clean. Yeah, you yeah. can probably go down to Yale Town and pay 85 bucks to have somebody do that for you. The permanent five o'clock shadow. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they'll thread your eyebrows while mm-hmm. you're at it, too. Or probably. you could go to the, the, what was it, the mini house hairdresser? Yeah, and just close to 99. Not far yeah. from here, yeah. Mm. yeah. The mini, I don't even know. It's called a mini, a mini house, mini house hair salon. Wow. Yeah. And wow. that eyebrows thing, I walked past a, I was on East Hastings yesterday going to a friend's place just off boundary and I was walking past you know getting coffee and stuff and there was a barber shop and there was this young hipster guy leaning back in the chair with his hipstery beard mm-hmm. all close shaven and a woman just above him thread 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 mm-hmm. doing his eyebrows See, I, mm-hmm. I only know that I term I never thought about that yeah. because yeah. one of my daughters told me what it was for faces it was a real like a lot of women when like like Middle Eastern, like Iranian yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Isn't and it to thin fast. your eyebrows? They're really, f- but they do it on the whole face. Oh, wow. really? Yeah, like you, like mm-hmm. like you would have your, you know, if you were a woman and you sort of had a fuzzy face, kind of mm-hmm. like they they just with thread. It'd mm-hmm. be like waxing, except with wow. thread. Wow. And is the yeah. thing with thread is it doesn't doesn't hurt as much or. I, I think it so hurts. They it does say. hurt. I think yeah, it hurts. I, I mean, waxing hurts. Ripping yeah. hair out of your face yeah. is going to hurt. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with my that. experience. <laughs> well, Definitely hurts. <laughs> yeah, like Sue wants to cut one of my eyebrows. I won't let her pluck it. So she has to little <laughs> pair of scissors. Just take there. the clippers and cut us. I'm, I'm afraid to say scissors, anything. Little no, like the same clippers that keeps my hair at this beautiful length. <laughs> oh. You just do <laughs> and your eyebrows are at the same. Do you do your eyebrows length. that way? Yeah. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. You aren't afraid of act- accidentally removing them? No. Oh, well, because like, they have the little all, separator things. Oh, okay. And yeah. first of all, who's like going to really notice? And secondly, who's going to really care? And thirdly, it'll grow back. So no, I... No, no. If you had no eyebrows, you'd look like... like yeah. You should be in solitary somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially at your age. <laughs> you expect the big bushy ones there. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like especially. the continuation. Like the <laughs> because nose and nose ears. Nose and ears. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's not like you're a year older than me. It's only four months. <laughs> <laughs> but when I get my hair cut, they often will offer to do my eyebrows. Yeah. So I go, yes, because yeah. 
Do they do ears too? Do they do? They, they would. I don't think I have the big ones no, coming out. But yet. I know that sometimes they probably they would do. offer. But how it, would yeah. you know? I mean, oh. <laughs> see, I don't get my hair cut either, so that's oh. another opportunity yeah. lost. I'm I'm left to my own devices in there. Me and the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, what should I do about my eyebrows? They don't. They don't say get them threaded for eighty five. No, they just they give me the blank look. Are we going out? <laughs> do you guys have any questions for us? Oh, yeah. Do you? Well, actually, I do have a question because you were talking earlier about the Apple Store, and I had an Apple Store experience recently. But what I had a great Apple Store experience, and. What I realized afterwards was that uh, part of the reason it was so great was because when I go to another sort of tech place, like, say, Best Buy, right? you know, being a woman, one of a certain age, you know, you practically have to chase someone down to help you because they all want to deal with younger uh, people. Who might be spending more money or might actually know something about technology or whatever. And it is so irritating. You know, you want to spend money and you just can't because nobody is the least bit interested in talking to you. And I swear, if they didn't have anti-theft devices, I could walk out of there with a 70-inch TV and nobody would even notice yeah, you'd think because Best Buy is the last one remaining of that kind of store. If you do do that, they won't chase you. They won't. I actually uh, was talking to a clerk at a Best Buy. This is a sidebar, by the way. Sorry, yes. And we'll get right back to that because I have a couple more questions. And I was also thinking, what's my own experience? Well, you're uh, a guy. It might be different. It might be, but I'm old, so... Yeah, well, that was my question, actually. I mean, if I forgot to say that, sorry. My question was, do guys have the same experience? Because I know part of it is being female there's sort of an assumption that you're not as you're not as technically adept that's right as some people might be yeah Yeah, you're not as anxious to spend on Mm -hmm. tech toys right Mm -hmm. that was the kind of what you were getting at but but there's the other thing is that you're going to need to be explained too right that's the assumption mansplained yes totally exactly totally real Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah and my my apple experience was so fabulous because the guy paulo I think um, he, <laughs> he had the talent, which I'm sure was through lots of, of training and aptitude of being able to just ask a couple of questions and suss out my level of comfort and what I knew and, and that kind of thing, you know, and it's not like I'm totally stupid about technology. So he, he was good at picking up on that. And, you know, it was just, it was such a pleasant experience and I, you know, it's just that valued customer feeling, yeah. you yeah. know. That, they are very good at that. And it, yeah, exactly. Which store was it? Uh, Richmond Center. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I go to the Metrotown one, and they yeah. tend to be really good here. There's certain areas, and I think in the States, where the Apple stores have a bad reputation. Really, I guess yeah. it all depends on management. But, yeah, I guess. But yeah. they seem to be really good. They yeah. seem to think, like, what I really like was one time I was buying Griffin a, a laptop when he was starting university, I guess. And they were trying to talk me down from the model I wanted to buy. Oh, yeah. That kind yeah. of thing. Just yep. like that. that yeah, exactly. Gets a I customer had, to really I like had them. the same experience. Like I, you know, he was asking me about what I use my phone for and so on. And, and he said, yeah, you, that's, that's probably the right model for you. You don't want to go any, any mm-hmm. higher. Yeah. Huh. 
Well, I do. I believe that I've noticed that I get less attention in stores because I just look like I am less apt to have oodles of money. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It may be that I've become more adept at avoiding eye contact with the sales guys because <laughs> I don't want to talk to them at all. But I think the age thing is a barrier. Mm-hmm. They have to, you know, I'm sure that a lot of those sales guys think, ah, God, that looks like my Uncle Ed. I hate my Uncle Ed. <laughs> you know, you're just some old guy and they have to go deal with you. And it's way more fun to talk to somebody cooler. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah. But that whole business with they won't chase you, yeah. I was in a Best Buy and had a huge laugh with the clerk over finding out that they won't chase you. They, they had some guy run out with a big giant TV that he could barely carry and they just phone the cops because if they chase you out into the parking lot and you have a fall that they caused, even while you're stealing their stuff, they're going to be legally liable for the injuries that you receive. So they don't, they have a don't chase policy. I was killing myself laughing, thinking you could just be the most slowest, doddering, non-agile theft <laughs> ever. Just, they won't chase you. So but they probably, will call the police. Yeah, they'll call the cops. And if you're that doddering, the cops will get there long before you figure out how to get that thing into your Yaris, you know, like, <laughs> get out of there. I, I'm not sure about BC, but there's some laws in a lot of places where they really cannot insist that you... Um, show them your purse or show them anything. Right? Really? They have to have right. witnessed yeah. you taking it. They have to have watched you the whole time. Oh. And then, and at that so they, point, they, they have can, to have they, reasonable they, knowledge reasonable that it's yeah, yeah. But they can't say, okay, I need you to empty your purse right now. They would have to call the cops yeah. for that. But I, we were in uh, Powell's World of Books in Portland. Oh, that is the best bookstore ever. Isn't that amazing? Ever. Yeah. Only bookstore you go in and you get a map. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, and I, Sue goes on a journey in there and it's going to be at least 60 minutes or so. And I I often sit at the front and and read or chat with people or whatever. Yeah. So I heard someone going through the security thing there and it beeped. And the person there um, said, excuse me, ma'am, can you come back please? And she did. And then she started asking her a series of questions almost designed to give her an out. Yeah. Like, um, did you buy something from another store that may have some kind of uh, mm-hmm. tag yeah. on it? And the woman said, yeah, that's it. I, I'm making that up. Yeah. Maybe she did. I don't really know. I assumed but she But wouldn't was, the very next thing, could you show it to me? Wouldn't that be the next thing? She said, yes. And she started to make notion, no, motions. And the clerk said, no, no, no. I don't need to see it. I just needed to find out if there was a reason why the beeper went off. Oh, wow. I thought that's that was kind of... Yeah, nice. I thought it was kind of interesting. I think it was store policy kind of embarrass a person who goes through the beeper by asking a whole bunch of questions. But I well, that's I, want. I hmm. definitely have to go there. It's it's a block <laughs> square. It is a it's big well, long city block square. It's, it's a huge bookstore. World books. World's largest <laughs> bookstore. <Free> books. <laughs> wow. Technically, no, Pat. They're not free. <laughs> Sounds like they're pretty free to me. That was the same place I met a couple Trump voters and had a really nice oh, conversation right, with them. Right. Yeah, same place. Back yeah. there, away. Oh, gosh. Yeah. In yeah. a bookstore? I'm kind of yeah. shocked. Actually. Well, the reason I even they're, they're literate. Well, the reason it even happened was it was just when Hillary Clinton's book had come out oh. there was a big display case full of them huh. and a guy was kind of look at this oh can you imagine how good this is and he was being quite sarcastic oh. so yeah so it turned huh. out they were interesting and very nice people and i talked to the the wife for quite a while and, uh, and she really was nice 
Oh, she was quite nice. I said, but we were we were just kind of yes. being nice to each other as you as you sure. do. And I, I said, I'll bet the only channel you ever watch is Fox News. She goes, that's right. We just had a, it was just an interesting conversation. Yeah. But I mean, the punchline was uh, her son came up with his wife who was um, Muslim, right? And and wow. the woman said, oh yeah, we have interesting conversations at the dinner table. <laughs> like, so just, oh my. I'm, I'm not doing her service. I thought she was a very nice person who kind of had been fed the wrong information right you know? yeah. i think i i think you need to work on not dehumanizing those trump supporters <laughs> that's a slippery slope yeah out of our 30 we're gonna lose maybe none well <laughs> or one maybe know. one i don't know I, I look at the whole thing just like religion it's just religion that's all it it's is big you mis- believe what you yeah. believe in spite of and regardless of all every intellectual facility you possess, everyone. Okay, but let's cut all this stuff too. Well, we may or we may not. I don't know. We did cover that bookstore encounter with yes, we did. Trump supporters. Absolutely. Ah, yeah. then you can uh, somewhere back. We can nix all that. You can nix. So we are. Yeah. What are we down? Two outros. Yeah. Yeah, you got to do two outros. That's right. And what are we? Sixty-three and sixty-four. God, why? Is okay, that so I don't know for sure. And you but guys you, are uh, going to be 63 and 64, I'm pretty sure, because we didn't get enough. Okay, we got, no, no, we got enough with Haley. You think? Yeah, that's a whole episode right there. Okay. So we got 60. Here it goes, eh? 60, yeah, that's how it goes. <clears throat> we got 61 coming out, right? Are you telling me that you have 62 still in the can? I dropped 62 into your Dropbox last night and sent you a note in McNulty too. Oh, right. Okay. But so, you guys don't care about any of we do I care. Do, so I've been through so much. I haven't even told you what I've been through. <laughs> no, and maybe now's not the time either. I got a new client. Oh. <laughs> Another client. So are you going to be able to tell us in more detail how eyebrow threading actually does work? Is that what's going to happen with this new client? <laughs> RJ provides specialized personal services to a select clientele. That's pretty random. It is. It's Eyebrow intended thing. to sound way worse. He does tech consulting okay. for a couple yeah, of people. Yeah. So that's it then. Thanks, everyone. Thanks especially to our guests. What a pleasure having you guys in here. Uh, hopefully, seeing how we actually behave doesn't deter you from listening in the future. Hopefully. You'll hear your own episodes, of course, because everyone will listen to that. And I guess that will be it for us. And if you're out there listening, thanks for being here. Hopefully you're taking care of yourself and you come back and see us again soon. In the meantime, take care. Thanks.